Welcome to the December 8th, 2016 meeting of the Science Fiction Club. And tonight we are talking about the book Avatar by Paul Anderson. And we'll go around and see what people thought about this book right now. Well, I may as well start. Um, I did have one big problem with it, and that was there were too many sex scenes in there. And I didn't mind... Kathleen, or however you pronounce it, it's spelled like Caitlin, so that's how I always thought of her. Um, but even though I read the, the audio version on Bard, I didn't mind her poetry and her singing and her general charming nature, but the sex scenes were just too much. And I tried to skip past a lot of them because I wanted to try to focus on other aspects of the book. But that was my big objection. And beyond that, I think the book had some good points. Yeah, I agree. I think that, that Dan guy was really, <laughs> I mean, he got the best of all worlds, you know, getting all the women and that, and his wife being faithful. To me, it was a little bit lascivious, if I'm using it, if that's the correct word. Uh, but apart from that, it was rather interesting. The only thing I noticed in all the, a lot of these science books, fiction books that we've been reading, Two interesting things. I don't know why. Number one, for some reason, I notice in a lot of the books, they seem to gear towards Spanish and, and Spanish people, which I'm just curious to know why that might be. And the other thing is that it always seems to be in a conspiracy. You know, they're always running away from an oppressive type government, or in this case, you know, the, uh, the whatever it was, the Earth, trying to prevent or hide the fact that... Um, I always I forget all these names you have to forgive me about that, but that ship came back from finding that new planet and everything, and so that always seems about that. But but apart from that, I, it was very interesting. And some of the those aliens on um, Beta Beta were very interesting. So yeah, I, I generally like the book pretty much. Well, Anderson did that again later in his Harvest, the book Harvest of Stars, which I thought was pretty good, but over long and a bit disjointed. But anyway, that's not what we're talking about. Um, but he's used that device before, the oppressive government and the entrepreneur who's fighting the system for freedom and all that stuff. But I have to confess that uh, Lissy and I did not read this book. We got into another book before the last meeting, and we haven't been reading that much lately, um, we've been uh, doing a lot of Christmas stuff, and we've had a crisis with our dog, and we just never got started on it. So, uh, you guys, I'll listen to you guys talk. I don't remember the book very well, but Anderson, in general, you know, he, he does have, I mean, he... he what he does is, and you can see this in other books like A Boat of a Million Years and um, Tau Zero, he has a real grand cosmic kind of background, and then he's got these kind of dramatic, kind of almost tawdry relationships with the human characters that he kind of sets against it. Um, and this book is kind of like that, I think. Yeah, and lascivious is the right word, uh, Martin, for that. Um, so and that's a kind of a the way Anderson wrote a lot of stuff. You know, lately I'm seeing three thing or two things added to science fiction. There's sex 
politics and science fiction. And we were talking about this on the list. I don't know. These the books aren't aren't as good as uh, they used to be. I don't know why. Granted, I think this was copyright in the 1970s, wasn't it? Or am I wrong? Um, this book, the beginning was kind of eh-ish for me. I haven't honestly, <clears throat> you, I, you didn't miss much, I don't think. It was okay. Now, toward the end, I agree with you, by the way, Mary, as you probably figured I would, that there was, like, way too much sex scenes. Um, also, um... I did like her, though. I didn't like the scenes, but I did. I love Irish. I love, you know, elves. I love fairy land. I like stuff like that. I always have. And um, the narrator really did a good job with her. Um, and I like the Baden, Baden alien. It's sad that he died. Um, I like the details. I like the way the author detailed, the, it described the uh, the Baton alien in the world and he gave good descriptions but all in all oh if you wanted me to rate this book on a scale of one to ten I would have to say hmm I don't know maybe four I mean it, it wasn't my favorite I, I it wasn't my favorite book I don't think I'd read it again but like I said toward the end it was okay um but, and, and, but it was one of those books that I wanted to keep reading, though, because I wanted to see where it went. So, there you go. Well, I suffered a disconnect. Just, you know, they went into the um, wormhole or machine or whatever you want to call it. And then they went to all these different star systems. And I liked the different star systems. But I kind of suffered a disconnect. Um, so I kind of sped read through the last, through all of the star systems and may have missed stuff. But, you know, one of my big complaints about science fiction is that they've turned it into politics and sex. There's not as much science fiction as there used to be. Um... And frankly, they're just making them too long. Um, it takes a really good author to make a book that's long good to me. Um, so I don't know if I would, I don't think I'd read this book again. I also would give it a four. But nothing grabbed me. I didn't find any characters that I really wanted to see what happened to. Um, and that may sound a little confused because I am. I get this way around Christmas time. So one of you or the, another can tell me, was I thinking of the right book when I was thinking about those pilots that are in, integrated into the ship? Or was I thinking of a different book? Is this the one? It is. It is the one. And I like the technology. See, this is it. I like the technology. And actually, Marshall, that is one of the things that I did like is the star systems and the jumps through them. Um, because like you said, and like I agreed, and like Mary said too, 
this whole sex and you know politics thing I, I I want science fiction and I have to tell you um, you know authors like David Brin or um, Peter F. Hamilton that's well Peter F. Hamilton does get into the sex a bit too but he has more science fiction this book the only science fiction that it really had sorry I'm yelling is um, I was yelling because I had the heater on beside me and it went off and I realized I was yelling. I'm sorry. Um, the only science fiction this book had was the star jumps and um, the aliens. And yes, the 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 linkers. Yeah, they're called, I think, the linkers who are a part of the ship as well as the... Um, Mary, I don't know if you read this in Braille, because if you did, you'll be able to tell me what that word is, holothete or something like that? Well, I like the star jumps, you know, the different star systems they ran into. Um, I wish I knew if it was possible to get a green star or not, but that's that part I did like. But it just seemed like, you know, they had the politi- politics, and then he went through the the wormhole machine, and then they were jumping from star system to star system, and then they finally come back. And I just didn't particularly like that part. I thought it was it was drawn out when they had to keep you know going from jump, jumping from star system to star system. They could have probably shortened that a bit. Um, and of course, it did give time to work on the psychology of the different people in the ship, and Kathleen being a nurse. But I like Kathleen very much. I like the the Irish element, and of course, the whole the interesting thing was that it turns out that she, if I'm correct on that, that she was the avatar. That apparently, when she was a young girl, she had had that that magical experience, which was apparently the uh, the others enlisting her in some way. And uh, she was the avatar, you know. I'm, I'm, I guess to for the others, the others to monitor and make sure that the that the human race was was um, worthy of their help and everything. If I understand that correctly, so I thought that some of that was very interesting. Yeah, I agree that a lot of it was pretty drawn out, and I had to actually read the thing twice. Although the second time, I didn't read it all. Like kind of looked at it to refresh my memory because I had read it the first time about three, four weeks ago. But um, I did download it briefly from Bookshare and I didn't look at all the spellings of all the words. So, Leela, I can't really help you too much there. Um, But some of it, as I I said, could have been cut out. But I do like the aliens in this thing, except for the savages that killed the Baton guy. I really liked him. I thought he was just great. But the savages on that one planet weren't. (laughs) But I guess something had to happen. I'm just sorry that he was the one that got killed, because I thought he had a, a great personality, rather sober and serious, but Yet he had things to say that that really shed light on the on the some of the things that that were going on. I 
I totally, I totally agree with you, Mary. I love the Baton. Um, I was, I was actually really, really sad when he died. Um, you know, I was thinking, and I had thought of this before. I think the most human character. I didn't like her a lot. I think I liked her in the beginning. Um, but toward the end of the book, I just did not. She was, she was a bit. Um, witchy, shall we say? Who was her name? Was it Rachel Lee or um? I'm thinking Rachel. That might not have been her name. Oh, Joelle, Joelle, that was her name, Joelle. And I loved her name, by the way. Um, but she had some very sad mental issues, I think. Um. And I honestly thought that she would be, first of all, I never knew what an avatar was till the end of the book, which I thought she would be the one that they spoke with. And I kind of felt bad for her that she wasn't because she was always in the the program or whatever. And Kathleen, all she did was screw everybody and try to make everybody happy or whatever. Um but, you know, it went the way it went. But I really did feel bad for her in a way. But in a way, I'm like, I don't know. I just, I, I liked her and I didn't. But I really do think that the author painted her as a very human character. Oh, yeah, I agree. Um, in the beginning, she seemed much more approachable. I mean, Joelle was just Joelle, I guess, by the end of the book. You had to kind of accept her as she was. But I think she was so into her computer stuff and trying to link up to whoever, wherever they happened to be and whatever. And she was sort of in her own world near the end. So um, I never really could quite figure out why she ended up like that. But she was... Well, she was an interesting character, what can I say? What do you think of the, of the others? They're always lurking in the background or something. Did you ever, what, what opinion do we have of them? They were like the guardians or the almost godlike creatures? I, I really, did, really didn't like them. Um, they, made too, they drew them out too much, or the author drew them out too much. And then when they finally came on the scene, I didn't like them. Um... I didn't get what they were there for. I mean, they made them as gods. You're right, Martin. But really, they basically were uh, in character for Kathleen. And they really didn't... I think the part that he should have drew out more, he didn't. And so, therefore, it made it kind of a... Okay, the Avatar, that's an interesting title. At least to me, that's how I felt. Oh, another question I had too. All the all all through the book, they were giving brief chapters of different animals. What 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 purpose did that have? I suspect that that was supposed to try to trace the evolution of a particular character. I don't know who was the last one that they had. Was it was it Catalina or who? I can't remember now who the last one. They finally got past the monkeys and all that stuff. Um, I thought it was just supposed to to keep some kind of focus on human 
um, evolution or something. I don't know. Well, uh, didn't it say that these guardians were watching Earth for a great long time? Uh, I thought maybe those chapters were the... uh, Maybe he didn't say it, but those were chapters where the guardians either were watching or where they intervened in some way to push evolution towards humanity or something. That's kind of what I thought they might be. The challenge is that they, the chapters are all in first person. Like, I am an insect. I am a bird of some type. I am a monkey. I am a furry quadruped something something. And I, and I thought, well, if this individual is everything... Who's really talking? You know, <laughs> strange. You know, you know. I I wondered about that throughout the whole book until um, the avatar, uh, Kathleen, was the avatar. I I thought maybe that she was all those things at one point. Like she was a crow, she was a monkey, and then finally she became. A man or whatever, and then she became that avatar. That's kind of how I took it. But then again, that's the thing with with books. We can all just kind of throw in our <laughs> in our theories. That's a shame I didn't, that you weren't able to read the book because, or at least you know, refresh your memory because I'm sure you would have had good insights. So you, you know, make more sense of it. But I don't know if we want to start considering our next book. Well, the only suggestion I have is a book of short stories that I started yesterday. It was on Bard um, a day or two ago. It's called Mission Tomorrow. And the stories revolve around space flight. And I was thinking that would be kind of a fun way to remember John Glenn, who died, was it today, I think it was? He was one of my big heroes. I mean, he just, I was like 10 years old when he flew his first flight. And so he just always was amazing. But anyway, that's just a suggestion I'm throwing out. And I know some people don't like short stories. They're all, they're all gone now. I saw that. Um, I think all of the, what did they say? All of the, was it the seven astronauts are gone? Is that, um, are those short stories fiction, Mary? You know, I have to say this. It's so funny. I I text so much that I almost want to say comma, period, question mark. So if I do that, you can go ahead and laugh at me because I'm laughing at myself. Yeah, there, there are 19 short stories or science fiction. There's an editor... Um, I can't remember now what his name is, but he picks from just all different types of science fiction, but the whole thing revolves around space flight. I mean, it's everything from meeting aliens to, I think there's a bit of time travel in some of them. There's even a really old story by Silverberg that was one of his first ones about a bunch of astronauts on Mercury who meet this this creature that is not supposed to be hostile, but it likes to make people happy. And this one astronaut says that he wants to die, and so he dies because the alien thinks that's what he wants. <laughs> Interesting. But they're, they're about 30 minutes long average, and the book is something like, what, 12 hours or something? 
sounds like it might be interesting. We also mentioned a, a couple of last week, last time. What was that thing about the cats? The planet with cats or something like that? I forget the name of those two book, two books written by, by that author. Some about fuzzies. Oh, fuzzy nation. Um, that's on Bard, also, um, and it's the uh, revised version of the old book that came out in 1962, which I haven't read yet. <laughs> so that's another possibility, and then there's the real short one that I started reading today that I'm almost done with by Simek. And I'm, those are my own, only three that I can come up with, but I'm sure somebody else has got some other, other ideas that we might want to check out. Yeah, I was thinking of the Simak also. Even though we did him not too long ago, I still... I haven't read this one uh, before, so I'm curious about it. Um, I don't know. I don't have any real ideas right now. I am um, reading a science fiction book that I scanned for Bookshare, but I can't uh, recommend that, obviously, because it's not on Bard or Bookshare. Um, but I am not reading that much science fiction anymore. I am reading so much nonfiction that sounds like science fiction. Uh, about the not very distant future that science fiction is kind of losing its luster for me to some extent to be honest I'm still reading some um, but it's it's harder to find stuff that I'm interested in than it used to be that's for sure well I well, have to agree well, I have to agree, that's what I, to agree. <laughs> I think we're all in agreement there Evan um, I like you said science fiction just isn't I think I'm going to start because I haven't read the books, a lot of the books that you guys have, like you and Mary, and, um, um, oh, who was it, um, J.R. used to, um, so I can read some of the older stuff and some of the stuff that you guys have mentioned before, um, but really, like you were saying on the Bard List, the new science fiction and stuff is just, I don't know, I say I vote that we read the short stories about space flight in memory of John Glenn and all the other astronauts. Blech. I've got that on my stream so I could probably provide the the uh, you know annotation and all that. I'd have to find it. Among my 62 books on the stream. <laughs> I vote for the short stories. Um, usually if they're short stories, you can find something that's interesting. Um, and as a friend of mine said, when they started making science fiction a college subject and how to write it, I think that's when it started going downhill. Oh, come on, Mary. I've got an SD card. I've got a 32 SD card with 190 books on it. They're in alphabetical order. You just zip through, and it's not that hard to find. If there, if you organize, if you just let the stream organize them in alphabetical order, I, I am using a book sense. We do have a stream now. We just got it last week, but uh, we haven't got it authorized yet, and uh, I'm still using my book sense. Um, but anyway... Um, yeah, we'll read the short stories, uh, but I need to get an editor and stuff so I can put it on the end. If, Mary, you can find that, 
uh, before we close up so that I can announce it on the recording before we close up. Um, but, um, yeah, uh, and, Mary, and, and for those who are limited to Bard, uh, fortunately, Leela, you're not one of them, but uh, they're going to be limited to older science fiction unless they want to read juvenile stuff. Uh, all the new stuff they're putting up almost is juvenile. Uh, it's ridiculous. Um, well, I have Audible, thank God. And I have Bookshare, thank God. And I have Kindle, thank God. <laughs> um, also, hey, so you guys got my email with with your information below, right, Evan? And if you did... Bob replied to me, because what he usually does is when he gets that, he'll, you know, put it on the other list. But he replied to me, he says, oh, we already wrote this newswire. And I'm like, huh? I, I, I think Bob got confused with himself or something. I, 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 or I got confused. I don't know. Anyway, I don't know what happened with that. No, he put it out. He forwarded it, but he was just saying, I think he didn't know or forgot that you put out a reminder the day before the uh, actual meeting. I think he may not have known that or he did, didn't remember it. Um, but, no, he did pass it on. Yeah, I did. And I think what happened is when it was resent that he thought that it was the first time that that note had come up, so... Anyway, here is the information about this book that we were talking about with the short stories. Mission Tomorrow, edited by Brian Thomas Schmidt, DB 85476, copyright 2015, Brian Thomas Schmidt, read by Jason Culp. This book contains 325 pages, approximate reading time, 12 hours, 35 minutes. This book contains markers allowing direct access to, at level one, the table of contents, introduction, stories, and acknowledgments, and at level two, the sections. Library of Congress Annotation. An anthology of short-form science fiction stories that focus on space exploration, travel, and adventure. Includes stories from, among others, Jack McDevitt, Alex Schwartzman, Robert Silverberg, Brenda Cooper, Mike Resnick, and Ben Bova. Some violence and some strong language. 2015. From the book jacket, Across the Space Frontier. In Mission Tomorrow, science fiction writers imagine the future of space exploration with NASA no longer dominant. Will private companies rule the stars, or will new governments take up the call? From Brazilians to Russians to Chinese, the characters in these stories deal with everything from strange encounters to troubled satellites and spaceships to competition for funding and getting there first. 19 stories of what if spanning the gamut from Mercury to Pluto and beyond, assembled by critically praised editor Brian Thomas Schmidt, with stories by Jack McDevitt, Alex Schwartzman, Leslie Robin, Robert Silverberg, Michael F. Flynn, Brenda Cooper, Michael Capobianco, Sarah A. Hoyt, Mike Resnick, David D. Levine, James Gunn, and more. About the editor. Okay, then we will be doing the book. Mission to Tomorrow, edited by Brian Thomas Schmidt. It's on Bard, and I will check to see whether it's on Bookshare, and I'll get the newswire out sometime in the next 24 hours. So, 
Our next meeting is on Thursday, January. Oh, looks like we have five weeks this week, uh, this this time, um, which is good because the holidays are going to slow us down a little bit on the reading, at least us. Um, January the twelfth at um, nine p.m. Eastern time and all that jazz. And I'll have it all in the newswire. <laughs>